0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here it is. The day before Halloween. It is an October 30th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Game night tonight. Another late night game. We'll get back to a normal this week with a Tuesday game at home against the Arizona Coyotes. Thursday in Pittsburgh. That'll be an interesting matchup coming up. And then next Saturday against the Washington Capitals in D.C. Very important week of hockey is coming up. Again, just one home game and two road games coming up in the next calendar week before the Flyers will come back home after that and take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. But very important games in a very tight metropolitan division. Of course, the Flyers have swept the first two games of this road trip. They get the win on Wednesday against the Edmonton Oilers, previously undefeated Edmonton Oilers. They hand in their first loss and uh, knock them down to a record of 5-1. and one. That's Wednesday night, 5-3 the score in that game. And then on Thursday night, they get the 2-1 squeaker in Vancouver over the Canucks. Really backstopped and powered by that great goaltending of Martin Jones. He was phenomenal for the Flyers Uh, in that effort. They get the four points that were available in the first two games. Successful road trip so far? Certainly. Can it be even better with a win tonight in Calgary? Absolutely. Calgary right now, one of the hotter teams in the NHL. They're leading the Pacific Division. And they have a record of 5-1-1 one one, through 7 games played. They're plus 10 in goal differential, and they've won 5 straight games. And the thing that makes the 5 straight games even more impressive for Calgary is that they've won them all on the road. They've gotten 5 straight wins on the road, and against some pretty good teams too. The last game of that road trip, backstopped by a shutout from Jacob Marchion, was a 4 nothing win over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, I get it. They are... Obviously depleted right now. No Crosby, no Malkin. Letang wasn't available. Jeff Carter wasn't available. But still a 4-0 road win uh, for Calgary. And that one, they beat New Jersey 5-3. They beat the Rangers 5-1 at the Garden. They beat the Capitals 4-3 in overtime. And they beat the Detroit Red Wings 3-0. So really impressive what they've been able to do. Markstrom's already got two shutouts on the season. The Penguins and Detroit, he shut them both out. And he's one of the elite goalies in the NHL. You know, you remember two years ago when he became a free agent, he was the first goalie to go in that big time goalie carousel. Didn't have a great year last year, but's having a really good year so far this year, and a big reason why they're off to a good start, giving them good goaltending on the road as well. Markstrom on the season in five games, a record of three one and one with a one five nine goals against average and a gaudy. save percentage. You're not going to get much better than that around the league right now. I know it's early. It's not a lot of games, but 9.52 is pretty legit. Uh, The Calgary Flames are being paced by Johnny Hockey. Johnny Gaudreau leading them in points right now. He's got 10 in seven games. He's only got one goal, but nine assists. And mostly because uh, a couple of other forwards are taking all the goals. That would be Elias Lindholm and Andrew Mangiapane. They each have seven goals here through seven games. 8 points for Lindholm, or 8 points for Lindholm with one assist that go to with his 7 goals. And Mangiapani doesn't have any assists but does have the 7. So this is a team playing much better hockey than they did a year ago. Now in year 2 of Daryl Sutter, he had a full camp this year, really instituting uh, the elements and the and the strategy that he brings and it's it's a team that is going to work hard. It's going to be a bit of a throwback team. It's not the sexiest hockey to watch, but uh, it's been effective so far here in the early going of this season. And like I said, they lead the Pacific Division. They're a really good team, and a team that uh, the Flyers are going to have everything and more with them coming back home uh, to deal with against the Calgary Flames coming up at 10 o'clock tonight. Another little late night game. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how, you know, one more West Coast game or West Coast timed game at 10 o'clock at night affects a team. Flyers, it is three games in four days, though. That's another part of the equation, Uh, but they're going to have to battle through here uh, to get a win and get an important two points because even though the Flyers got the two points in each of those first two games of the road trip, things are very very tight in this division. They're off to a good start at a record of 4-1-1 through six games. They've got nine points. They're in a fourth spot in the Metropolitan Division. You can't fall behind in this Metro. It's it's too good, it's too deep, and the Flyers have to do everything they can to get every point available at every turn. Because teams like New York, the Rangers, much improved team. Carolina is off to a fantastic fantastic start. Matter of fact, the Rangers were in action last night. They shut out the Blue Jackets four to nothing behind great goaltending from Igor Shisturkin. Thirty-one saves. He gets the goose egg. Washington with a two-nothing shutout over Arizona last night. The Canes go to 7-0. and They won 6-3 over the Blackhawks. So this is a division that is going to be very, very difficult uh, this whole season. We'll see it next week when the Flyers go and take on Pittsburgh and Washington. But it's a division, uh, probably the best division in the NHL. I think that's pretty unquestionable, but th- this is a situation where You just got to pile up points when you can. Teams that get too far behind in the standings, you're not going to be able to claw back in this Metropolitan Division. It's just, it's too deep and it's too good to be able to do that. And like I said, right now the Flyers sitting in that fourth spot. Top spot belongs to Carolina with that unblemished record of 7-0. 14 points through seven games. The Caps are one back with 13 points through eight games. They haven't lost in regulation yet. They're 5-0-3. Ovechkin leading the league in points. Still getting it done. It's unbelievable. Uh, through eight games, the Rangers, with that win last night, have a record of 5-2-1. and one, And they've got 11 points, so they're two back of Washington and three back of the Carolina Hurricanes. And they're two up on the Flyers, but they've played two more games. Flyers threw six games with nine points. Penguins threw seven games with eight points, tied with the Blue Jackets. And the New York Islanders, six games played, seven points in the seventh spot. And the New Jersey Devils with six points at the bottom. Only played five games. So uh, important game tonight. Put a wrap on the road trip. Come back home for one, then go back out on the road for two. But great opportunity for the Flyers to really make this an impressive trip. It's been really impressive so far. And they can take it even further with a win tonight. Now on this episode as as I was kind of figuring out now when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about in this episode, I I I was watching TV and I heard a word and it made me think of the team. It's pretty pathetic that I can just hear a word and I kind of run a parallel to the flyers when I think about it. But so I'm watching T V and I just heard the word audit. And I thought about the word audit. And so I looked up the definition. I kind of know what audit means. Thank God I've never been audited. But An audit is a conduct an official would make on an individual or organization. A deep dive to see where things are, how things stand. So I figured I wanted to do an audit on Chuck Fletcher's offseason. I know it's really early in the season, but I wanted to kind of do an audit and look at the new players that are with the Flyers that Chuck Fletcher acquired this summer. Look at the players that they sent out. Now, you can't look at all of them because they sent draft picks as well. We don't know what those picks are going to be or what those are going to, guys are going to be when and if they get to the NHL. But I wanted to just look at it because Martin Jones and that performance against the Vancouver Canucks was really impressive. And he's been good now at, in both of his starts against the Boston Bruins. He got a 6-3 win and then he got a 2-1 win over the Vancouver Canucks. And that was the signing that, as I've mentioned here and on social media, that had me scratching my head. And, you know, working with Kim Dillaball again, who worked with Martin early in his career, just made me think, hey, I want to do a little bit of an audit here and see kind of how things stand here early in the season. And I'll probably do these periodically throughout the season and, and just check in, see what the, the guys that are no longer here are doing in their uh, new te- with their new teams and what the new guys are doing here. So I figured let's take a look first and foremost at the guys that were flyers last year that Chuck Fletcher moved out this offseason. We'll start with Robert Haig. He's played seven games in Buffalo. He's got a goal and an assist, two points, and he's playing 14 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time. Now, Jake Voracek traded the Columbus, of course, for Cam Atkinson. Voracek in six games played with the Columbus Blue Jackets, zero goals, five assists, and a minus two so far on the season. Shane Gostisbehere now with the Arizona Coyotes, we'll see. Ghost coming up uh, this week. Seven games played. He's got no goals and four assists, and he's a minus five. Granted, the Arizona team is really bad. They sold off a lot of parts this offseason. But nonetheless, Phillip Myers, who was traded to Nashville and part of that package along with Nolan Patrick for Ryan Ellis. Three games played for Phil Myers. He's been a healthy scratched. Uh, he's got no goals and no assists so far on the season. And the aforementioned Nolan Patrick. Um, has been dealing with an upper body injury and he has played four games and he has a single goal for the Vegas Golden Knights and he's a plus one on the season so there's the players that were sent to other teams to acquire some of these players and we start with Cam Atkinson six games played so far this season and we start with Cam Atkinson six games played so far this season he's got six goals one assist and seven points Derek Broussard wasn't a trade, it was a signing, but Derek Broussard's got one goal and five assists for six points. Keith Yandel, again, not a trade, but a signing. Keith Yandel has zero goals, but five assists and five points. Ryan Ellis, one of the big moves, that move for Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers. Ryan Ellis, he's only played in three games, but he does have a goal and three assists and four points in those three games. We'll see if he's able to go uh, coming up tonight. Nate Thompson. Another acquisition of Chuck Fletcher, this time a free agent acquisition, has a goal and no assist and a point. Rasmus has doesn't have any points on the season. But of the acquired players, 9 goals, 14 assists, and 23 points. That's just under 4 points per game in the 6 games for the acquired players. Under Just under 4 points per game. That's an astounding number. When you think about it, the new additions are contributing at just under four points per game. But let's take it a step further, because one of the big acquisitions, I talked about him already, is Martin Jones. He's played in two games. He's got two wins. That's the most important thing. But he's got a 2.01 goals against average and a 941 save percentage. When you think about the, the work that Chuck Fletcher did this offseason, this is the on-the-ice work. Part of it's off the ice, and that helps on the ice, but this is what he tried to do in the offseason was change the culture, change the dynamic, change the mix, change the chemistry to change what happens on the ice. And when you see that you got nine goals and 14 assists for 23 points in six games from Cam Atkinson, Derek Broussard, Keith Yandel, Ryan Ellis, and Nate Thompson at just under four points per game average, that's pretty astounding and granted it is only early in the season they are only six games in and i'm doing everything i can to not go overboard because it is only six games a hockey season is a marathon there's ebbs and flows to a season like there is in games so the flyers have to be sustainable are they going to win four out of their every six games this season probably not but this is a really good start and look no further look no further than the work that Chuck Fletcher did this offseason as a big reason why they're off to this good start. Now, you can look at Sean Couturier, too, because he's been excellent. Claude Giroux, best start to his career. And we're talking about a career that's been—look, he's been around a while. He's been in this league a long time, and he's got incredible numbers. And he's off to the best start of his career. It's fascinating. So, again, I'm just doing everything I can to remain calm and keep everything in perspective— But it is a very good start to the season. And a lot of that has to do with the action of the general manager this offseason. It was a lot of moves. It was probably more than a lot of us could have predicted. I didn't predict that he was going to make that many moves. I didn't think you could do that much in one offseason. Coupled with the fact that you were able to move on from Jake Voracek and and that huge contract, you didn't retain any money. Now you took a player that has one year longer in Cam Atkinson, but at a far less cap hit. And when you couple all that with the Carter Hart contract extension, with the Sean Couturier contract extension, and all the other business that he took care of this summer, wow, it's an A-level uh, offseason for Chuck Fletcher. So just wanted to do a little audit of the Flyers here early in the season. One last thing before we put a wrap on this episode. You know, the Flyers by period. Um, you're not going to dominate every hockey game. And I got a question from a guy like, what do you think's going on with the Flyers in the second periods? Now, in the first periods so far this season, they've been excellent. They're outscoring the opposition eleven to five in period number one. In the third period, they've been great so far all season long. They're outscoring the opposition eight to two. Again, this is only through six games, but eight to two. In the second period, they're getting outscored nine to six. They're getting outshot in the second and third period but by a large margin in the second 80 to 47 are the total shots on the season in the second periods in the third period, it's 63 for the opposition, 59 for the flyers. So they're within four. And then in the first period, they're out shooting the opposition 70 to 50. So what, what's the problem in the second period? I think this is just the ebb and flow of hockey. It's the reply to the, to how a team starts when a team starts good. There's always a response from the opposition this league has so much parity in it. There's always going to be pushback from who you're playing against. And you're seeing it in the second period. I think in that Vancouver game, it was really pronounced because the Flyers dominated the first period. They outshot them 15 to 4 or 16 to 4 in the first period, but the score was 2 to 1. And Vancouver probably went into the locker room after that period after getting dominated that much and felt pretty good about where they were considering how they played. And that adds energy for the pushback. Then there's the the normal thing where you dominate a period and the other, you you know it's coming. You can prepare for it and you can talk about it all you want, but it happens in flow sports like that. And the Flyers, you know, you just got to make sure, like they did against Vancouver, that when they don't have the momentum and the other team does grab it, that they don't do damage when they get it. Kind of like Vancouver did in that first game of the season, where in that second period, they came away with four goals. In Vancouver on Thursday... They dominated the second. They had 15 shots on the Flyers, but they had no goals to show for it. That's the difference. Also, uh, talking about starts to games, the Flyers this season have only given up the first goal of the game one time. That was against the Florida Panthers. They've scored the first goal of the game on five occasions, and they have a record of 4-0-1. Starts to games, not chasing games, huge difference in the result that you'll get playing in the NHL all right everybody enjoy the game tonight it's Flyers and Calgary wrapping up a three-game road trip through western Canada we'll have all the pre-game festivities for you coming up late night tonight on 93.3 WMMR with Brian Smith and myself and Tim Saunders and Steve Coates we'll have the radio call in the meantime everybody enjoy your Saturday and we'll talk to you tomorrow a breakdown edition of the Flyers Flames game right here on Flyers Daily.